Hi everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a show dedicated to young believers pursuing the goal of healthy marriage and family. You know, we live in a world where getting married and starting a family is far too often postponed for longer than God designed and pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things. But the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As young believers, we have the choice to prioritize what matters most in our lives every day and to live face to face with God and others. Every Thursday and Sunday on this show, I'll be sharing research conducting interviews and reviewing articles on the importance of marriage and family for society. I'll also be releasing exclusive content such as spoken word poetry, allegorical short stories, and bonus episodes for subscribers. Friends, God did not set us up to live life alone. The truth of the matter is that every minute of your adult life that you wait to marry is a minute of your life that you're not spending with your life partner. While some might be content to live with the consequences of this arrangement, I would argue that those who wish to spend as much of their life as possible with their mate are perfectly within reason and soundness of value to do so. It is my deepest hope that this podcast inspires Generation Z to pursue marriage, become the best spouses and parents the world has ever seen, serve with furious intentionality, love well, and discover the joy of hanging the moon for another. To access my sources, subscribe to the show, or get your copy of my latest book, visit anchor.fm slash seth-hensley or check out the show notes of each episode. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 112 of the Restoring Rapport podcast. We're super excited for the content we've got planned out for you guys today, as always. This is a podcast about keeping marriage and family as central goals for young believers and prioritizing relationship in a world of many distractions. And today I'm going to be reviewing an article that I wrote for you guys a long, 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 long time ago, back in 2019, January 9th of 2019, entitled, and the article is entitled, Why Do Many Boys Find Video Games Appealing? And in this article, I attempt to describe to people why video games are an enticing way to spend your time, particularly to young boys. I discuss the nature of video games, the morality of video games, the problems and the benefits of video games, as well as the main reason I think men and boys particularly choose to play video games. So I'm really excited for what we're going to be doing for you guys today. Landon is not joining me on this one. I actually um, did not record with him this past weekend uh, for a couple of reasons that I'll get into a little bit later. You guys have some big surprises coming. I will say that, but as of right now, I'm not going to actually, I'm not going to break those on this episode. I'm just going to do a normal episode on video games. So I hope you guys enjoy this. And without further ado, further ado, I'm going to hop into my own work here. <clears throat> Today, I'm going to give you a viewpoint on video games that probably hasn't ever occurred to you and just might change the way you view video games and those that play them. In this post, I'm not declaring video games as either good or bad or addressing the effects they have on people. I know that video games have vast amounts of pros and cons, and there's probably 3 million articles out there on the effect, on their effects on the human mind. I'm not going to tell you that video games are either beneficial or detrimental. Today, I'm simply going to share some ideas and statistics with you that will probably, hopefully, spark some sympathy and understanding in you regarding boys often Excessive use of video games. I've, I've grown up watching a lot of moms become concerned for their che- teenage sons because of the amount of appeal that an interactive screen has for the precious child. My greatest hopes for this post is that it will fill all moms out there with an overflowing hope, sympathy, reassurance, and understanding for their children. Ted, today I'd like to suggest that to all the concerned parents out there that by playing video games, your son may be consciously or subconsciously trying desperately to do what's right and protect himself. And that's the end of my first header. And something I'm going to do as I go through this article is I'm going to um, tell you what I think now. Four years after this article is written, I'm going to give you some things that I differ on 
um, from back when I wrote this article on myself. So I'm sort of reviewing myself here. Um, and every year I do grow and develop my opinions further. And I don't 100% agree with what I thought back then four years ago. That happens. Um, that encourages me because it means that I'm growing and it means that I'm not remaining stagnant, but also, um, just provides you with a bit of clarity. If perhaps you disagree with something I say in here, uh, just be rest assured in that I probably do not agree with that either <laughs> anymore, even though I wrote it at one point. So moving on, my next subheading is what is the appeal of video games? So here I'm going to try and get into why video games are chosen uh, often ab- above other hobbies for boys. <clears throat> Before I get started, I should point out the surprising fact that in the USA, twice as many women play video games as men. However, because I'm not female and I have no idea how video games appeal to women, I will focus more on boys in this post. So I'm setting it up from the male perspective. I'm not really going to address female game use in this in this article. There are a lot of writings and opinions on why video games are appealing to boys. Most are, and I would also like to point out before I get into it that uh, like shooting games, sh- first-person shooter games, or even like um, your classic big big video games for either console or or pc are not consumed more by women those are consumed more by boys but more video games are consumed by women when you include things like uh, apps video games on apps and like social media games uh, on facebook and instagram and stuff those games are consumed heavily uh, by women and because of that if you include those women do actually consume more games than boys when it comes to amount of people that play so I just wanted to point out that at the time that I did this research, that was something that I read for this article. But moving on, it says there are a lot of writings and opinions about why video games are appealing to boys to boys. Most articles point out that video games get, supply some sort of quote unquote goal towards which boys can strive and work to obtain some sort of reward, which pausing here, I would agree that that is a brilliant thing to teach boys. Often today, we're teaching boys um, the principle of instant gratification above all. We're teaching them the idea that they can just take what they want without working for it, without putting in the effort, without uh, developing themselves and honing and training in this, themselves. Instead, we're teaching them that they can just take whatever they want when they want it, as soon as they want it, in the way that they, they want it, uh, without thought or, or consequence for others. Um, and that is not the way the world works. The way the world works is men work for things. They work for a chance at a reward. You don't have, you're guaranteed nothing in this life. You're guaranteed nothing. But the chance that you have is by working and developing yourself as a healthy man. That is how you obtain the rewards of manhood, of boyhood, of, of humanhood. That is how you attain those rewards. So teaching boys through video games that they have to beat this level and move on to the next, that is a very healthy thing. They have to move through these series of steps in order to get to the final battle, in order to uh, save the day for the princess. That is the, the the principle of video games that I think is very healthy and needs to be taught to boys more. And that's a, that's something that I look for when I'm when I'm assessing the quality of a video game. When I'm going to, as a parent in the future, when I consider a video game that I would want my kids to play, I'm going to present them with video games that teach them those lessons that don't, that really do emphasize the importance of, Hey, you don't get the girl at the end until you've gone through this crazy amount of work. You don't get the, uh, the reward, the treasure in heaven, the gold, the whatever, fill in the blank. You don't fight the, the massive dragon at the end until you've gone through and built yourself up as a whatever, a knight, a, a, a warrior, an adventurer, or whatever. You don't get to the end without doing the work. That's how you get to the gold. That's how you get to the prize. That's how you get to the girl. You put in the work. 
So I just wanted to point that out. That's a healthy principle that I think video games have today. Continuing on, it says other articles talk about how video games could be a release or for anger or event for testosterone. Still other opinions say that boys enjoy video games because overcoming obstacles and challenges them and challenge is gives them a sense of victory and accomplishment. However, while those opinions may be true to some extent, I'd like to submit to you the idea that video games may not be appealing to your teenage boys for those reasons, but for a very different reason. They are the ultimate mental distraction from the impossible battle. And that's kind of the thesis statement of the rest of this article for me. I'm going to go keep going on what I mean there. Hi guys, this is just a quick reminder that you can use the link in the show notes to send me a voice message with a comment or a question. And my very next subheading is the impossible battle. And I'm going to define what the impossible battle is, as well as why I think boys run to video games in particular to avoid it. Video games stimulate the human mind better than nearly any other form of visual entertainment on the planet, requiring boys' brains to make an unbroken, never-ending stream of split-second decisions one after another. Video games require the full attention and engagement of a boy's mental energy, allowing little to no room for any outside thought. Well, that can sometimes be a bad thing. It can also be a huge help to boys, too. What if I were to suggest to you that because of the complete mental attention video games require, boys often run to them as an escape from temptation? You see, society often makes the incorrect assumption that when boys play a video game, he is satisfying some sluggish, lazy urge to be a couch potato. But in reality, boys may be doing just the opposite. By thinking that, in other words, I'm saying here that boys are actually taking the initiative and and taking a way of escape, so to speak, what 1 Corinthians 10.13 would call a way of escape that God has provided to them in order to avoid a battle that they cannot win. And I haven't defined what that battle is, but some of you, based on what I've said in the past, will probably be able to guess what I think that what I'm going to say that battle is. So moving on, it says, but in reality, boys may be doing just the opposite. By thinking boys run to video games as a form of blind entertainment or aggression release, we're really displaying a lack of understanding about the way males are designed by God. You see, guys have struggles that they simply cannot beat. You may say, Seth, with God, all things are possible. Boys suffer no temptation impossible for them to defeat. But you're not portraying the whole picture. Boys have this thing called a sex drive. They can resist with a supernatural strength all they want, but in the end they will fail because God did not design them to resist it. The only way for a boy to avoid sexual temptation successfully and consistently is to keep himself from being placed in a situation where the temptation can take a hold of him. And I still actually agree with that that principle 100%. I, I don't think God designed the sex drive to be um, um, restrained. In, in, in any um, in, in the most appropriate sense, I, I believe that there is restraint as in there's 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 only certain ways that uh, you should steward your sexuality. But I don't believe that that those ways should be limited. I don't believe God designed you to limit those ways. I believe, believe God designed um, young men for a healthy sexual relationship with a woman. Um, with that being said, uh, why would you why would you accuse boys of being lazy when they play video games because video games provide them with, like I said, a, a series of never-ending um, instant decisions that they have to make that is so uh, demanding of their attention and their thought and their body that they literally have no space left for temptation. They can't, that Video games, in my experience, are, have been the only time where I have not been able to physically be tempted by a woman, a thought of a woman, a thought of sexuality, a thought of something like that. Every second of every minute of every hour of every day of every year of my life since I was 12 years old 
has been bombarded with sexual temptation. Every single five minutes, I've had a thought. Do you understand? Except, except with the almost exclusive exception of when I'm playing video games and of when there's, there's, an, there's, actually a, there's actually a better. Video games are not the best way of coping with sex, sexual temptation. I, I'll get to the, 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 the very best way, the very end of this article, but um, they are 100% useful for avoiding temptation. That is undeniable for me. It's my experience. It's the experience of men that I know. Um, and so I really get annoyed when Christians don't point out that. They, they often slam video games and say they're evil without really uh, taking into consideration the benefits that video games provide for young men. So I think we're portraying the incomplete picture and we need to reform our view of video games. Moving on, 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you are tempted, he will also provide an escape so that you can stand up under it. Notice God does not say he will give you a strength to resist any temptation. It says God will provide an escape. To quote Faramir and J.R.R. Tolkien's The Two Towers, quote, I am wise enough to know that there are some perils from which a man must flee, end quote. There are some dangers, guys, that young men were not set up to fight. There are some dragons that are so large that they are not set up to fight them without an ally, and that ally is a woman and sexuality is the dragon. They are not set up to fight sexual temptation well unless they have a loving, healthy, whole, close relationship with a woman. They are not. Um, Moving on, it says, In other words, for boys to try and fight sexual urges is a pointless venture. The ultimate way of escape God has provided for boys when it comes to sexual immorality is marriage. But since today's society makes that nearly impossible until they're in their 20s, distraction will have to do until then. And for many boys, video games are one of the ultimate mental distractions available. The news should, this news should hearten mothers beyond imagination. Your son is trying so hard next time you see your son playing video games. Instead of fearing that he's being lazy or sluggish, take comfort in the fact that he may be trying with all his heart to avoid temptation in the only way he knows how, and that is distraction. Hi, guys. I want to take a quick break and tell you about an opportunity that you guys have as listeners to become subscribers of this podcast. Now, in order to become a sub, all you have to do is follow the subscribe link in the show notes found in the description of each episode. And when you subscribe, you'll get access to exclusive material, including additional interviews, all of my spoken word poetry pieces, all of my dramatized allegorical short stories, and even more of my article readings. Okay, so lots of content will be available to you that won't be available to anyone else. Subscribing to the show only costs five dollars a month, which is less than most people spend on their lunch at work every day. Okay, so you won't even notice it disappearing from your bank account. If you enjoy listening to the show and you're looking for an opportunity to financially support the content you care about, this is your chance. Okay, follow the link in the show notes to become a sub. Thank you so much for choosing this show to listen to. And now, without further ado, let's get back to the episode. Still don't believe me is my next heading, and this is kind of where I close off and wrap everything up. Think about the age at which most boys begin playing hours upon hours of fast-paced, intense video games. What age do you immediately think of? And that's the teen years, right? Smack dab in the center of puberty and sexual development. And I'm not saying you should encourage your son to play video games all day. All I'm saying is that boys have something to distract themselves with, something that they can pour huge amounts of energy and devotion into. And you may say, Seth, well, you can do that with other hobbies. But again, I would point you back to the fact that, yes, other hobbies are useful, but they do not require your mind to make a never-ending stream of split-second decisions. There is nothing that consumes your mind more 
uh, or not consumes, that demands more of your mind in a, such a fast-paced way. There is nothing like that other than video games. Um, there's there's just simply not. I've never found anything. Movies are not like that. Movies often uh, provide a trigger for guys when it comes to their sexual drive. Uh, video games require a, a complete distraction, often from, in the case of like fighting games or adventure games, Often they provide a distraction that has nothing to do with sexuality and does not bring sexuality into the picture in any way, not even like a woman's body um, that looks that is designed to look attractive on screen. They, they draw a man's attention totally away from that, and they require him to use 110,000% of his energy, or he will lose the game. And because of the male need to win, because of the male need to achieve and work for things, they're highly. it's a highly successful method of helping men avoid temptation, right? Um, again, I'm saying that video games can be a very good thing for, for, for teenagers, particularly boys who are, who are too young to marry perhaps. And I'm very, I'm pro getting married young for the very reason of avoiding, um, sexual dysfunction. Um, but I'm, and so I'm saying that, you know, when they're 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, video games are really great in that age for me. They were really great in that age for me and I needed them. They were something that I absolutely could not uh, go without. Um, so I don't want you to think video games are all bad or slam them in any way like that. Moving on, it says if boys don't have distraction or subject of devotion, they will not be able to resist when a sexual urge comes knocking, which according to research can be up to 388 times per day. No exaggeration. Check out the research links below and I include them at the bottom. It is just critical for boys to find distraction in their lives. Distraction could be anything, not just video games. I personally think that the best distraction from porn temptation and other sexual temptation is for boys, for a boy to find a girl to devote himself to and remain loyal to in his head. Other distractions include splitting wood, lifting weights, playing music, watching engaging movies, and visiting with friends regularly. All those are th- great things that you can do as hobbies, but again, they're not. I, do, I wouldn't. I wouldn't compare them to video games in the distraction department because there's nothing that that is as as distracting for a man as video games that I have found. And again, I would say all those other things may even be more important when it comes to just blanket value. Like those are things in the end, you know, lifting weights, splitting wood, playing music, taking care of your physical health, watching engaging movies and critiquing them and visiting, especially visiting with friends and family regularly. Those are really important things. Like I wouldn't want video games to get in the way of that. I'm just saying that video games do have a place in distracting men when they're having a hard time. And, and I would draw a distinction here between um, prepubescent kids and postpubescent kids. And prepubescent kids, young kids, elementary level kids, um, I do not think need video games in the way that older guys do, uh, simply for the fact that they do not have the the mental struggles that teenagers do. They do not have the internal drives that teenagers do. And for that reason, I think I really come down hard against parents just handing their, their child an iPad at a very young age. And that's something that I think is very, very destructive. Uh, but what I'm saying is that at an older age, uh, particularly the, the, the 13 to 17 range is a big, is a big range for me that I think video games are useful guys, uh, because you're not quite, that's not quite the age that I would recommend getting married, but you're developing yourself during that period. And part of developing yourself during that period is, um, avoiding, avoiding sexual experiences that will make it harder for you in your future with your spouse. And pornography is one of those things. Um, you know, doing sexual things with other people is one of those things. You're trying to, you're trying to avoid those in order to, it's, it's for the health of your marriage and absolutely no condemnation to anybody who struggles with any of those things. I'm just saying, I believe that in the end, it's great to distract yourself from them, right? And I, I want to point out to you guys that, and I want to close this article off this way. Video games are not the best distraction from temptation. 
They are not the solution to temptation. They are not the way out that God has provided ultimately for a sexual drive. Video games are a distraction that keeps you from fighting a battle. They are a postponing of a battle that you cannot win. They're a distraction. They are turning your head from the battle that you are not set up to win. The solution, the providential solution that I would say God has given men for their sexual drive is a healthy relationship with a real-life flesh-and-blood woman. And that is ultimately what boys should be pursuing um, in order to be healthy adults. There are very few men who can be healthy adults, sexually functional, not dysfunctional, sexually healthy adults when they don't have a woman. There are very few men like that. There are very few men who can function as healthy men without a woman in their life. It is a way God has designed them. Man is not designed, not made to be alone. It is not good that man should be alone, right? That is 100% scriptural, and I will come head to head with anybody who disagrees with that because that is a principle of humanity. You have That is one of the biggest truths that you need to understand if you want to live a healthy life as a man. You need to be pursuing a healthy relationship with a woman, right? That's kind of the thesis of this whole show uh, for guys. So I would say that is your goal. Don't make video games your goal. Otherwise, you're just distracting yourself for 40 years. Distraction is not a solution. Distraction is a postponing of a battle until you are stronger. Distraction is not a solution. It is a postponing of the battle until you are stronger. And that's what I would kind of leave you guys with today, guys. I hope you guys have enjoyed this article. If you have, reach out and let me know what you thought of my work through the link in the show notes. You can send me a personalized audio voice message. I would love to hear some more of your voices, letting me know what you think of the work we do on the show. Landon and I love to hear those. We're super excited to be back together with you all recording this coming week. Um, I hope you guys have been enjoying the content. You can follow the Restoring Rapport podcast on Facebook and Instagram, as well as Landon and myself there as well, if you're interested in the content we post. Thank you guys so much for listening today, and we will talk to you all next time.